on to my sermon. I call it launching out. We had one missionary use the same passage, but he used it for faith, not launching out. So we're going to Luke 5, and I'm going to read 1 through 11. And the, and the Bible says, And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gethsemane and saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. And Simon answered and said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net broke. And they beckoned upon their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both ships, so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. And he was astonished, and all that were with him at the drought of the fishes that were had taken. And so also was James and John, the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. The first thing I see in this, which is in verse 4, is a fishy command expressed by Jesus. In verse 4, it says Jesus is telling Peter to launch out into the deep and let his nets down for a great catch. First thing I see, it doesn't conform with customs of that day. These fishermen always fish at night. And the reason why, they believe the fish couldn't see the nets. Another reason is fish come to the shallow when it's dark. It was easier to catch them. And the second thing is, it doesn't make common sense. Why change something when it always usually works? You know, they're fishing all night, and they caught nothing. Then Jesus just shows up, comes onto the ship, starts teaching them, and preaching to them, then tells Peter to go out to the deep and launch your nets. By this time, they've got to be tired. They've been fishing all night, and they're ready to go to sleep. They're actually cleaning the nets. They're done for the day. And this would be, if you take this in our today's world, it's a bad example, but it'd be like me working on something, and, some, and a customer comes up and tells me how to do my job. Most likely, I tell them to go kick rocks. <laughs> But how many times does Jesus calls us to do something and we go and basically tell him to go kick rocks? Because <coughs> yeah. a lot of times we're afraid. Let's be honest. 
And anything, any change that happens, humans don't like it. We don't like to change. If you believe we like to change, go sit in someone's pew and see what happens. <laughs> but it was definitely a call of service. These guys had worked all night. They caught nothing. Right now they're at the dock cleaning their nets. And then they're back out listening to, to Jesus preach. They're extremely wore out. But they still listen to Jesus as they sail into the deep and cast their nets. You know, God calls us to do a lot of stuff. And a lot of times, it ain't going to make sense. Not to our mind. Because it ain't supposed to. I mean, he uses our weaknesses for his, for his glory. Because we have to rely on him Amen. to get stuff done. And it's hard. It does get easier. I never thought a day, well, it'd be three years ago, I finally said, I'll come up here and sing. I never thought I'd be up here preaching. I never thought I'd be going back to college. But I did. I did it for his glory, not for mine. And this is what these people are doing. They're doing it just because Jesus told them to. The second thing I see here in verse 5 is a faltering comeback explained by Peter. And verse 5 says, And Simon, which is Peter, answering, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I'll let down the net. First thing I see, his comeback was deflecting. He said, We have toiled all night. I get it, they were worn out. They fished all night. They worked all night. But being tired ain't a good excuse to not follow Jesus. Amen. It was doubting. They said that they have taken nothing. They did not have anything to show for their work. I mean, they worked all night like they always have, but there was nothing there to show. Well, a lot of the work we're going to do for Jesus we're not going to see the glory till after we're, we're passed away from this earth. But we still got to keep marching forward. We got to still cast our nets. Another thing was it was doubtful. They said, at thy word I will. So they were doubting Jesus that he was going to do anything. We honestly do that. We'll pray a prayer, but think he's not going to do it. And sometimes he's not going to because a no is a good answer. We don't like it because usually when we're praying, it's for selfishness stuff a lot of times. And he says no, and sometimes we just got to let it go or no now and maybe later is a lot of times, but keep following him. And it's easy to be doubtful. It's a good way the devil sits into you. He says, you can pray, but it ain't, you ain't going to get nowhere. And we all fall there. The last thing I see in his comeback is it was diminishing. He said, I'll let down the net, not instead of his nets. Jesus asked him to let down his nets. He said, fully commit, basically. But they went in half-hearted. And they didn't believe enough in the task that Jesus asked them out of them to fully commit. And one thing I see in this 
Even though they weren't fully commit, God still blessed them. It says they, there were so many fish caught in the net that the net broke, that they had to call extra people in to help them out. And it says the boats began to sink. But the third thing I see is the fabulous commission entrusted to all disciples in verse 10 and 11. And it says, And so was also James and John, the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had bought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. First thing I see here, they forsook all. They gave up everything to follow Christ. And a lot of times we can't give up an hour to come to Wednesday night prayer meeting or be here on Sunday night. And a lot of people would rather watch it on TV than come here and be with, be with the people like they are. Second thing I see, it says, follow him. They knew if they would follow Jesus, that they would be a tool that would bring many people to him. And we should be the same way. We should be the tool that Christ can use to bring loss to him. Even if it gives up everything. But we don't because it's hard. And beyond, a lot of us are still following the devil instead of following him. As soon as he tells us to do something, we got maybe later. I'm guilty for that. I'm pretty sure a lot of everybody else here is guilty for that too. But we're following the world. We're not following Jesus. We're not following Christ. And it's wrong. The last thing I see in this is fulfilling all. They started out catching fish. Now they're commanded to be fishers of men. They're out there filling the Great Commission right at this point. God calls everyone that he saves through his faith to follow out the Great Commission. And we, let's be honest, we don't. That's why America's light's done. We got such a great thing, and we don't want to share it with people. But what does he tell us in the Great Commission? Because this is the last thing he told us on earth, what the last command he gave us. And God tells all of us to go save, which some of us do, not all of us. And we all felt this too. Because when God puts someone on your heart and you don't go talk to them, you failed at that. The second thing is says, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And this is their public effect. This is their public example of them being saved. Which we have people saved, but we don't get them baptized, which is another way we fail. And the biggest way I say we fail is it says to disciple them. And I see 90, I think about 95% of churches fails at this. Because they say you're saved, but now's what? Now what? They're a babe in faith. How long did it take Jesus to disciple his disciples? It's about three years. And the problem, I think, the biggest reason is because it takes a lot of time. And you can't expect someone that just got saved to be a perfect Christian, because we're not. We're still working on it. 
But the thing is, you got to give them baby steps. They're going to crawl before they walk, and they're going to fall over many times. But we got to be like Christ said, come on, man, we got to get back up. we got to go. We've seen what you did. It's fine. Repent from one of your sins and come with us. But a lot of times we just beat them in the ground because of it. And we need to stop doing that. Because we're deflecting more people than what we're catching. You know, we serve the God of the universe. His power is beyond my explanations. I see a God that told the stars that could swallow a thousand of our sons to go over here and stay here, and they obeyed. He told the plants the way to rotate and which tilt to put on them, and they obeyed. He looked at the mountains and told them to rise. They obeyed. He looked at the valleys and told them to sink, and they did. He looked at the oceans and told them to come here and stop, and they did. And he looked at us and told us to go cast our nets over here in this community or go cast your net on this person over here. And guess what? We say no. And we shouldn't. We're not going to catch, we're not going to catch anybody in our nets if we're not going to launch them. And we've got to be that example. We are the net. And people's going to follow what you do, not what you say. We have too many Christians, well, so-called Christians, I'm not going to go there, that will say they are a Christian, but they'll go live like the world. And it's sad to see. Because what they're actually doing is they're killing the light of us. But like I said before, we're also killing our own light for not going out. Because there's no reason for a, a nation that was built on God to be as dead as we are right now. And then we're not an old nation. We're young. It's sad to see that, that South Korea and the Philippines is actually sending out more missionaries than what we are. We're number three in the world sending out missionaries. So these little countries are sending out more people than what we are. And honestly, I don't know how to fix this problem. A lot of prayer. But we also know that the Bible tells us it's going to start decreasing before he comes. And this might be it. We don't know. Well, none of us will ever know that. We just know it's going to be a downfall to that. But we need to do our best. We need to be that light. We need to go cast our nets. And we got to do the hard work. It ain't easy going out and knocking on doors. What's the first thing we're scared of? Go knocking on doors. Either someone's going to yell at you, or someone's going to cuss you out, or someone's going to slam the door because they think you're a Jehovah Witness. <laughs> but to be honest with you, you go with a, with a smiling heart and they finally realize, hey, he ain't a Jehovah Witness. I've never had a door slammed in my face yet. I know it's probably one of these days I will. Or like when we go talk to our coworkers. I had one coworker that was here with me yesterday. And y'all probably know him. He was the African-American guy. But he was in jail for eight years for drugs. And he works right beside me, and he told me this. He says, I, I can see the way you're living. You're not like the rest of the world. I was like, that's a, that's a tough one because there's times I get mad there. I don't let it show. I usually try my best to walk off, which way before I even started this, about four or five years ago, I wouldn't have walked off. I just let it go. 
But he says, I can see the light through you. And he looked at me and told me everything he, he went through. I said, well, did the prison change your way of thinking of life? He goes, absolutely. I got kids, and I couldn't see them for, for that many years. And every day we go, we'll talk a little bit about Christ. Which we can't judge people for way they for way their past is. We all have a past. Some are rust, worse than the rest of us, but we all have a past before we became the Christ. But let's make our future towards Him. Well, thank y'all for letting me speak and show my presentation. I'm gonna go ahead and pray, and I'll let you close this out. Dear Lord, thank you for this wonderful opportunity you've given us. And Lord, please let us be a light in this dying world. There's so much that happens. And only you know what's going to happen later. But we need to be there for people. That was your biggest thing for us to go out to the harvest. And we're all required as Christians to be in that harvest. So please, Lord, show us the way that you want us to go into that harvest and be a part of it. In your name, amen. amen.